0: Gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. We are your hosts, David. And I am Philip. And I just suddenly became very aware of the word hosts. It's like a very, it's a very weird word to say. But anyway, this week is an interesting <laughs> week. Um,
1: Phil, tell tell the people why. Well, we are just less than 24 hours away, not from the day that you, the listener, are hearing this, but from where we are recording this on a Monday. We are less than 24 hours away from when we uh, just had your first, one of my second favorite sports days of all time, fantasy drafts. Woo-woo. Fantasy football, I should Ooh,
0: say. Yeah. Phil convinced me to join his, his fantasy yes. football. Yes. And he organized this draft for 4 p.m., Arizona time, which was 1 (laughs) a.m. on a technically Sunday night, Monday morning, technically Monday morning rather, preceding a Monday morning where I had to be at work, uh, where I had to be up for work at 6.30. So it was most unpleasant having to be up that late, but it was fun. It was kind of fun i didn't really know what i was doing though it was kind of like oh i guess i'll pick this i've heard this guy's name
1: so i'll pick him next well i i will say in 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 defense of me first of all bless you for being such a, a good sport no pun intended for being a good sport. And actually you were probably the one who had to suffer the most for this. I appreciate it. I know the rest of the league appreciates it, but 4am was probably the earliest I could do because I was working on three time zones, working on somebody who was on East coast time. Of course you in, in Normandy or wherever it is you want to say you're from these days. And then me over here in the majority of the league over in Arizona. So I couldn't go earlier because earlier on a Sunday seems to, uh, we're lurking into either sleep or church territory for the majority. Even 4 p.m. that's still sleep time for me. But I digress. Uh, we had some people on the East Coast time that if we go any earlier, they would go into work. So this was the happy medium I was able to find on a Sunday. On a Sunday, yes, for radio. It's a it's a, a fellow radio uh, friend who had to go into uh. work. Okay. And I could see her schedule. All
0: right, you know, it is what it is. Yes. Uh, I did it. You know, I, I acknowledge I if I if it was such a big deal, I would I just wouldn't have taken part. But I enjoyed it yes. and uh, I'm looking forward to I I have played fantasy rugby before, so it's not entirely new and and I know you the listener, the majority of our listeners are probably like, "Oh my god, skip this episode of Pow Wow." But don't worry. We're not going to be talking about
1: sports very much very much if at all Uh, please don't take this as a warning to go away from the episode i would argue that this episode's pretty much about everything kind of but sports i know that we have a little sports peppered in there towards the end but that's about it so please make way you weary traveler through the rest of this episode and trust us Put your faith in us that we will not subject you to anything but loads of fun. So please continue to listen on. Let's get to the main topic. And let's move along to the main topic of today's podcast. And I know that you, uh, you are probably thinking with uh, fantasy and us talking probably preemptively in the first part of this podcast about fantasy football and everything. You're, you're worried. You're tensing up. I can feel it. You're worried that we're going to be talking about fantasy football. And yes... Yes, we did indeed have a fantasy football draft last night, David. Congratulations on popping that cherry of yours! I'm so glad I was there oh, to witness God. it. Yes, well, I gotta uh, make it. I, I want to. I want to. And but, but I know you do. I know you do. But uh, it gave me a wonderful idea for this week's podcast. No, again, you can relax. It is not about fantasy football, but. But it did give me an idea that we could possibly bring somebody very special and near and dear to my heart and have a fantasy draft of another kind, or actually of three kinds if we're going to be specific. But let us introduce our guest. Congratulations, Nick. You are our second, no, 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 third guest to not only show up in the game, but also in the main topic, Nick Davies. Welcome to the show.
0: Hello, hello. Third
1: time's the charm. Third time is the charm, yes. David, you were saying I I hate to crush your little thing
0: there, but Mm. I think it's five. Five fifths times the charm.
1: Well, for, I mean, well, since you already opened uh, up this rabbit hole, <laughs> there's,
0: there, there's got to be something special about there, there was, there too. was that we did Wednesdays for weddings. Do you remember
1: Wednesdays for wedding Oh, yes,
0: yes, yes. With Julia. Yes. yes. That was the first one. Yes. We interviewed Jake, obviously. Obviously. That was the one I was thinking of as well. We did Veronica Macari, the imposter. Good Lord.
1: Now we that interviewed that. her yes.
0: about her, her new web yes, series. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh,
1: and we did Julian DeVizio. Oh, Julian, that's right. I How could I forget? All right. Yes, Nick, you are number five and there is something special, you know, uh, the five amigos. I'm sure you've heard of them. They are.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the five musketeers. The
1: five musketeers. <laughs> absolutely. Anyways, yeah. Nick, welcome to the show. Regardless, whatever number association we have with you, you're very special. We assure you whenever we go down to number six, I swear I won't forget about you.
2: <laughs> well thank you very much
1: <laughs> all right uh that gives us uh, an intro to our main topic now again we go back to fantasy drafts and the way that i want to do this is that each one of us nick david myself have each come up with a topic of which we want to draft from now the way that this is going to happen is whoever suggests the draft format will then get to pick who they want to have the first pick in their draft. For instance, let's say we were going to go with breakfast foods. Let's say I brought forth to the table breakfast foods. I would say, Nick, since you're our guest, I want you to have the number one overall pick. And Nick, you would say?
2: I would say sausages.
1: Sausages. God bless you. And then we would then go to David and David would say? Bacon. Bacon. then we would go back to me and I would get two picks in the breakfast category so i would go with something oh i don't know bagels and cereal and i would go back to back and then we would go back to david and then we go back to nick and then we nick would get his third choice and by the end of this we will each have had three picks within the breakfast category and leaving it up to you yes you the listener to decide who had the best breakfast or whatever category we venture forth into so without further ado Nick, I want you to choose between me or David for who, whose list you want to uh, draft within first.
2: Hmm. All right. I am going to go because we, we are only met today. uh, You know, Philip and I, Obviously, Philip, we've known each other for a little while. Mm-hmm. So it's because I've made a new friend in David today, I'm going to go ahead and pick him.
1: All right, David, you get to prepare your list first. So go ahead and tell the people what your list is and who you want to pick first. I
0: decided to go with movies, but not just any movies. I wanted to celebrate the greatest man ever to come out of Hollywood. And when I say Hollywood, I, of course, mean Austria. It is <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger movies.
1: Arnold. Arnold. Yeah.
0: Chopper. We going to we going to draft. My mind turned Man. into Stewie.
2: My mind turned into Stewie there. I don't really know
1: what happened. Yeah, it was like a well, if Stewie had an work. Arnold impersonation which
0: is... <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, fantastic. And David, you right. you want to have the number 1 overall pick very valuable in this particular mm, draft? Absolutely. I I'm going to go with you, Phil. Oh, God bless you. Cause there's a, there is there is a clear number one pick <laughs> in this draft. There is a clear number one overall pick, and I would be remiss if I did not pick it. And I agree with the pick. Number one overall pick for me in Arnold Schwarzenegger films, The Terminator. Now I want it to be clear, whenever I pick the Terminator, I assume I get all of the series. Yes? Or do I just oh, get number one? You see, I
0: I I hadn't done that. I, I Keep each movie separate, because I think that they are
1: quite different. All right, since it is The Terminator. Okay, then I will get the original, uh, as per David Hoffman's draft rules. Next, we go to Nick. All right.
2: You know what? I'm going to go with twins. Twins. Absolutely. There's something about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito being twin brothers, that's just absolutely perfect in my mind. So, yes,
1: Twins. Twins goes off the board at number 2. David, you get back-to-back picks here. Where are you going to go? Yes. I I actually think this is the quintessential,
0: as much as Terminator maybe the more famous, I'm going with Predator. Predator Ooh, is yes. the ultimate Arnold film. And it had the handshake that that very nearly shattered the space-time continuum. Yeah. Yes, if you've oh, seen the yes. movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, Predator. And for my second pick, since I get to go you twice do. in a row oh, here, yeah. I'm going with Terminator 2, which I actually value higher than ter- the Terminator. I think it just offered a little bit more
1: Arnold. All right. So there and you go. All right. We go to Nick for your second selection.
2: These are all great. Great movies. <laughs> you <laughs> you twins, twins, of course. With- <laughs> Being the <laughs> yeah, odd
1: stepchild in- out. <laughs>
2: and, uh, and, you know what? And I'm going to keep with that and pick another <laughs> one that you're not going to expect, which is Jingle All the Way.
1: Dang you! Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! Uh.
2: <laughs> and there's one. And there's one reason why. Why? It's it's because at the very end, and there's spoilers here. If you don't want to hear it, then you know turn your volume down. But at the very end, when Arnold's dressed up as his son's favorite superhero, uh, and his son, for whatever reason, already doesn't recognize him. a <laughs> giant, huge dude.
1: The Batman uh, effect. Make,
2: yeah, to make it even better, <laughs> to make it even better, his son's like, I just wish my dad was here, and then Arnold's, don't worry, I think he's here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's just, it's perfect. It's so good.
1: Oh. Well, fantastic selection, Nick. Obviously, that was in my cache of uh, of uh, available titles to choose from, and I will have back to back picks here. So, where I'm going to go with to close my draft out? Ooh, see, any any draft is going to is is out of a necessity and a proper evaluation. So, with Nick actually going to the category of bad Arnold subjects. I will ha- excuse you. Uh, well, how, how, do I, <laughs> how do I put it? the The nineties Arnold is is that like Fair late eighties, early nineties Arnold? Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna yeah. need to pull something out of uh, out of that that bin, out of that Walmart bin, and go with Batman and Robin. And I'll tell you why. Oh gosh, I I know, I know. <laughs> but here's the thing: one, the best part of that film absolutely is Arnold because he's the only one who it feels like knew that it was a bad film went along with it being a bad film and absolutely acted his part insane he hit every pun as if he was reciting Shakespeare he knew that this film was not going to be of stellar quality and he went for it it's a cold day in hell Batman I love it I absolutely love his (laughs) at his part in that film Bat- you know
2: what, I will agree with you on that one, actually. Yeah, that's, you're yeah.
1: right. Yeah, thank you. I concur. Thank you. Nipple Batman is the Batman for me. We will go to my last <laughs> pick here, and I will go with, I I, I want to be a little different, so I'm going to go with True Lies, because I want the sexy dance, do the sexy dance, and then the recorder breaks. It's, it's phenomenal. True Lies, I think, is actually probably his best acting performance oddly enough his best acting performance probably is within true lies all right Nick your final selection
2: all right I'm lucky enough that none of my three were were said okay uh, so I had twins and jingle all the way and I'm gonna keep going with that as you say bad Arnold <laughs> uh, <laughs> with my third pick which is junior
1: oh you know what I'm gonna be honest I don't think I even know that I don't I I haven't seen that oh, so
2: I'm gonna sum it up in one sentence: mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, pregnant with a baby.
0: No. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I saw it as I was scanning through all his all of his movies, and I was like, oh no, I did not <laughs> know
2: that existed. <laughs> yeah. it's just one of those. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know. I, I'm sure when when Arnold Schwarzenegger decided you know i want to be an actor he expected to get the roles of predator and terminator and then someone yeah. was brave enough to be like yo arnold we want to make you pregnant <laughs> and i just think that's beautiful
0: brave you know, i can imagine enough. the pitch meeting <laughs> the pitch meeting for that and and it went something like so we want to do a movie where we're going to take arnold schwarzenegger and make him pregnant and the studio execs went I don't, I don't think that's going to be very good or make much money, but I kind of want to see it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, who's more crazy, the, pe- the person who came up with it or the people who agreed to it?
0: Who paid for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go. And thus we find our answer. Yeah. Yes, the same executives yeah. who then later on would go on to greenlight a lot of Adam Sandler's films. And we move along yeah, to I'm you, sure. David. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, my final pick. I'm glad I get to go last because it means I get to like I get to say some of the ones that I don't I I don't know I I listen I I came up with seven because I wasn't sure if you guys were gonna pick the same ones and I might have have backup plans. Look, I think I think escape plans a relatively new one. It's him and and Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Sylvester okay. Stallone. And um, and honestly, I think that that is actually like forget old Arnold, 80s, like 80s, 90s, you know, where he was sort of seen as this like bad actor in Escape Plan and some other recent movies like uh, Aftermath. He's actually got some incredible acting moments like he's actually a good actor. Anyway, this is not my pick. I'm I am picking Kindergarten Cop because you get Arnold as an undercover cop and as a kindergarten teacher (laughs) and has that famous line we're going to play a game it's called who is my daddy and what does he do and that's just (laughs) one of my favorite moments in cinematic history so (laughs) so there you go kindergarten cop
2: I think with that movie they literally said okay we're having too much pure comedy here. He needs to be in an action film again, but we can't get rid of that comedy because people have come to expect it. Let's meet in the middle somewhere. And that's what they
1: came up with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad we actually, we filled this out rather well. And only one, only one sequel, which is actually kind of surprising. And I'd say the number one off the board that uh, we didn't use was probably The Expendables. That's probably the... I was thinking that, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, those are like just indulgent movies. I was surprised Conan, Conan Conan the <laughs>
1: Barbarian Conan the, the the Barbarian didn't come up. That's true. That's true. true. Very true. All right, we move along. You know what, Nick, uh we'll we'll go to your draft next. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what your subject is and who you wish to pick first in your draft.
2: Well, my draft that I decided to do was roles in movies or characters in movies that were just perfectly cast.
1: Mm, yes.
2: Just casted so they could not have been cast better if they tried.
1: This is a this is a very good category that you brought to the table, Nick. I, I was pleasantly yeah. surprised when you brought this. I said, you know what? That is a fantastic subject. I'm very excited to get along to it. Who do you wish to go first overall?
2: Who went first last time?
1: Uh,
0: I
2: did. All right, you know what? Let's let's go with David.
1: Okay,
0: go ahead, David. All right, so I have a question are Are you reserving the right to veto any these picks if you disagree that they were that they were perfectly cast?
2: No, I I I will not have the veto. I will I will speak my mind, but I will let you have your opinion because okay. that's what adults okay. do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my my. The more you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, it's nice to be among uh, among adults. Yes, um, I wouldn't say that. All right, my <laughs> first pick. I'm gonna say Heath Ledger oh, as the Joker yes, yes. in The Dark Knight. I can't so uh, can't think of anything just more. <sighs> Oh, yes just uh, amazing
1: I too i think we'll find a lot uh i know i know I certainly did in the superhero realm you can certainly pick your fair amount and Heath Ledger as joker is is an arguable top number one overall pick right and it's a tough thing because there's a lot of actors who've, who've played that same yes. comic
0: book character you know so but he hands down just killed it yes abs- in a way that
1: no one else came close to. Well, uh, Joaquin Phoenix might say, hold my, hold my clown makeup. No, but, uh, but no. I, I would agree with you. I would agree. Some would argue for Joaquin Phoenix. I'm just, I just to put that well, many out. Many would, but ma- they're wrong. But, but you know, wrong. I
2: think, I think with, the, with that, I think that both actors were perfect for the film they were in. If Joaquin mm, Phoenix was nice. in dark Knight, it wouldn't have been as good. If Heath Ledger was in Joker, if he was obviously still around, it wouldn't have been as good. I think, both actors for the respective movies were just absolutely perfect.
1: A poignant point there, Nick. I agree. I too will go. Oh, go ahead, David. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) No,
0: I think that, I think that with, with Joker as in the movie Joker, it was essentially, Hey, Joaquin Phoenix, you're an amazing actor. You've proved that already. You do you, man, you do your thing. Let, we'll just capture it on camera. Whereas Heath Ledger crafted a Joker that worked so perfectly the movie he was in you know what I mean like it, right, it was a little bit it was more nuanced All right. and I know you as the listener you hate that word because what does it even <laughs> mean <laughs> uh, but but damn uh, it can, it was oh, nuanced we can cuss?
1: Okay. oh we abs- can cuss? oh absolutely now now do do try to hold back some just because uh, I I do have to edit all this, so if we just go into a fucking tirade and go all the way <laughs> da- down this shitty <laughs> level, then then I will have to go beep 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 beep. beep. So feel free gotcha. to be open and authentic. Just don't go over overtly crazy with it. Uh, I too oh. will go down the superhero path that David has laid forth for me. With the other one that I thought was a contentious number one overall pick. I'm going to go with Robert Downey Jr. for Tony Stark. Uh, for me, uh, that is just... It, it's perfect casting. I—I I, Whenever you oh, think of the yeah. character, you think they are synonymous with one of each other. I know that the comic books have now been more drawn towards putting it with a more Robert Downey Jr. face, uh, if you will. Uh, I think that yeah, you can go down... That was my... Yeah. That was my next on the list. Wow. Absolutely. The superhero pick. I think that uh I think that it was perfectly cast and and a good good arc and movie set. So we go to you Nick.
2: Oh, so that's a great one as well. That was on my my extras list if if uh one of my other ones was taken. So good. But you know what? I'm going to go and this actor I think he was perfect for all of his roles. So just making it into one movie was hard enough. But Robin Williams, oh,
1: yes, oh. as as Mrs. Doubtfire,
0: <laughs> Ooh. There's a lot of grunting going on here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, I can't imagine anybody else playing Mrs. Doubtfire to the to the level that he did. He was just incredible.
1: No, you you're absolutely correct, and and well, probably I I know. F- I mean, not to give away strategy here, but uh, I know that a lot of Robin Williams' roles, outside of like maybe, say, uh, I don't know, a lot of his roles are very much stylized and only work with him. So it, it he's going to have a prominent place within any of these types of lists.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: So your back-to-back pick, so you start out with Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. So besides the D, who else are you going with?
2: So... This one is kind of out of left field, but I have I always say in my mind this is the most perfectly cast role of all time. Ooh. Matthew Ooh. Lillard as Shaggy in the live action Scooby Doo movies.
1: You know what? <laughs> you know what? That is not a bad pick. Not on my list, but it should have been. You're you're this is a good pick. This is a very good pick by you, Nick. It's, yeah, fantastic. as
2: soon as I saw it, I thought like they somehow. Made a live-action version of the cartoon character they'd already made. He embodied that character just so perfectly. Yes, amazing. Yeah,
0: I actually met him in passing once. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he came to do a talk at, at AMDA while I was there, and I like I, I wasn't I wasn't privileged to be in the room where he was giving a talk, but but I did like sort of walk past him, and I sort
1: of you know just sort of said hi.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He's in, he's so good.
1: He is very good, very talented actor, and you're right, definitely fits the subject of actors who were perfectly cast in their roles, which means that I now get to go to my second pick, being the middle of the picks here. Uh, you know what? I I think since we're on a Robin Williams run, I'm going to go and get a little risky and go with Robin Williams myself. I'm going to go with Robin Williams for Genie and Aladdin because uh, here's the thing. I've seen many renditions of Aladdin. Being in youth theater, will do that for you. You see every form of Aladdin. And you can do Aladdin a couple different ways. I I know it doesn't give you much room, but but there's some. But Genie, Genie always has to be played one way. Genie must always be played in the way, you have to have the certain stylizations, you have to have the certain tonalizations, you have to sing it with a certain mutzpah, because of Robin Williams. You have to do the impressions. You have to do so much. And you're essentially bound to copy what Robin Williams did, the template that he did. There's not a lot of interpretation there because of how well he did it. Robin Williams' Genie is my second pick.
2: So good. And I completely you know, agree. I, I was I'm, bouncing between Mrs. Doubtfire and Genie for my pick. So I'm, I'm glad I let you have yours on that one. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. David, you you're know, free, I I... Um, I think it, I don't think it would work very well if each of us had a, had a Robin Williams um, when it comes to the voting by by the listeners as much as I would love to. I am gonna go with uh, Ian McKellen as Gandalf in the Lord oh. of the Rings tri- and the Hobbit trilogy but really the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Ian McKellen as Gandalf could you imagine any other actor playing that role with the same verve?
2: I, there was, there was a moment in my life where I thought, you know, maybe, maybe Michael Gambon could have done it, but I, 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 stepped down from that pedestal and I, I agree. And, and also my fiance said, Ian McKellen as well in that role. And I, I would have to agree with that one.
1: Uh, to deliver such lines as you shall not pass and, and whatever he says before he sinks into the, into the, uh, the, the cavernous uh, depths uh, of despair. Fly,
2: you fools. Oh,
1: and then just... just. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I think that he holds a lot of versatility. He holds a lot of the films together, and he 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 stands for a lot. So I would agree with you. David, who is your second of your back-to-back picks here?
0: My very final pick, I am now currently torn between the three that I have here. I wish you guys had made this easier for me by picking some of the same ones. I am going to pick... You know what? I'm just gonna go with the, the the one that I was least inclined to pick. But I don't know, like I just can't, like I just love Jeff Goldblum so much. So I'm gonna go Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park.
2: Oh, so uh, good! Uh,
0: like n-
1: life. No uh, one could have done uh, that in the uh, same uh, way.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, precise, must go faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. Yeah. Oh, so good. And with that one,
2: I I I give huge props to Jeff Goldblum, but I give giant props to the casting director because it's it's one of those things jeff goldblum was perfect because he was jeff goldblum (laughs) that's true (laughs) right name a role
1: that jeff goldblum is not jeff goldblum it's like the owen wilson effect (laughs) of modern day where it's like owen wilson's you know what you're signing up for you know what you're signing up for you know know what Yes, and, and also, we love them, so oh, that's yes. why. Yeah. You know? Or Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. Same idea. Paul Rudd is always unapologetically Paul Rudd. It's just Paul Rudd is now playing Ant-Man. Paul Rudd is now playing our crazy stepbrother. Whoever it is, you're still getting Paul Rudd. Well,
0: I, I will say, <laughs>
1: um, forgetting
0: Sarah Marshall, Paul Rudd is is not
1: quite Paul Rudd. That's He's, quite a. That's true. Right. That's probably the one step aside, but either way. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh I too. I'm facing a dilemma here with my final pick. David, uh, and Nick, both of you did not pick a lot from my list that I was expecting. Oh, I'm between two and I think I'm gonna be handing an easy one off to Nick, but I, I think I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins because nice. because I wanna go historical. I want to make sure that we have a fair representation of the past and the present because I know for us there's going to be a lot of currency here, but I'm going to go with Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins just because, again, I think she she offers a template that even though that they did a wackadoo sequel here recently again it's still with the template of julie andrews i think whenever you think of mary poppins you certainly think of julie andrews and i i just think it's 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 a it's a phenomenal thing with just a spoonful of sugar i love it i love it so julie andrews as mary poppins closes out my dream team here oh uh, well
2: that that movie will never die it's it's one of the that's one of my favorites
1: Absolutely, it's 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 quality, it's quality, and it still revolves around storytelling uh, of a classic time of Disney. Certainly, a shining beacon of its time. Uh, Nick, your turn.
2: So my final one, like you said, I have like probably six here that I would love to pick, but I can only pick one, and I'm gonna have to go to my favorite movie of all time here, which is Back to the Future.
1: And I'm going to
2: go and and you might think a few different actors here. And as great as Michael J. Fox was in the role, I'm going to go with Christopher Lloyd as Doc
1: Brown. I was just afraid you were going to start to go with Biff or something. I was like, I mean, yes, that's a good thing, but you got to go with Doc. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I can't imagine uh, it.
0: I, I, sorry, go ahead. Have you seen John Mulaney's bit where he's like, he's either forty or eighty?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <Nobody> exactly. <else>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Out of out of curiosity, what were the other ones on your lists, or a couple of them?
1: Uh, you go first, David. Oh, I had uh, Anthony
0: Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. Oh, oh, that's wow. very good. Dang, cool wow, yeah. And I I just guess. The Jeff Goldblum was just too tempting, and Harrison Ford
1: is Han Solo. Oh, okay. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think you could have also gone Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it was one or the other, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for me, my two, and I'm actually surprised, Nick. I, I I shouldn't have been once I once I realized Back to the Future was still on the board for you, but I thought that you were going to go Alan Rickman Severus Snape.
2: You know what? It, I had funny enough. I did have Alan Rickman and. I had him twice, one as Snape and the other in Galaxy Quest.
0: Oh,
1: Galaxy Quest, you're right, yes. Oh, I mean, I would have put him for Hans Gruber. Oh, oh yes, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And then my other one was pretty much everyone in Shrek, but I would have gone with Eddie Murphy as Donkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there, there's another one. Eddie Murphy is is Eddie Murphy, right? Yes, in yes. Beverly
0: Hills Cop, in whatever Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, any anybody else you missed off of your list here, Nick? I had
2: Ravi Malik as Freddie Mercury. That's pretty good. Yeah, in Rhapsody. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I had uh, Jack Black as Bethany in Jumanji.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you Come know what <laughs> you know what you're actually that his performance alone made that i think a much better film than than what it probably would have been otherwise very yes, yes. good selection yes. yes
2: and the other one i had was james mcavoy in split
1: ah uh, you know what yes yes i too will agree with this one i will agree with it i i think split and even his in inclusion in in glass i thought was were both quite good quite good. oh yeah so good and we move along uh, after that one to mine the final chapter of our fantasy drafts here and <laughs> then we're going to go to something near and dear to my heart and actually something near and dear I want to say to Nick's heart I, I, I felt like uh, you would be as equally excited I know David over there with a the coal a lump of coal in his heart may not be as quite excited as, <laughs> as me and Nick are on this one but of course we're going to go with best Christmas films that is the one that I, the category that I have deemed that we will draft next and you know what Nick, I want you to go first in this one because I expect if you miss it, I don't think David will go. So I'm going strategy here first. Nick, you go first uh, overall. It's, Hold it's on. Really... I want to establish your rules. For uh, yes, yes, sequels. yes. You're right. You're correct. I will say, if uh, since there are a fair amount of franchises in this, in this particular category, if you pick something within a category... I will leave it up to interpretation if there's if there's some wiggle room here. But otherwise, I will say if you pick one within the category or one within a remake or something, you get all of them. OK. OK. So gotcha. With that being said, Nick, the first pick, you're on the board.
2: Oh, God. You know, I th- this list is going to be really difficult because yes. I know I know that. You guys are going to have a lot of the same ones that I have on here. We have so, to,
1: right? This one, this oh, is the one that we that we're probably going to actually make it easy for each other.
0: Yeah, or hard. Um, <laughs> it depends how you want to look at
2: it. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with Jim Carrey's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas."
1: Dang, Nabbit! You
0: see, I had that one. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's and that's and that's almost like another role from like the la- from the last one we You're did. Right. That I can't imagine someone else playing that other than Jim Carrey.
1: You're absolutely right. Yeah, I right. believe there are yeah. famous stories of how much they had to pay him and continue to pay him to put on all those prosthetics and all that makeup. I think it took like at least four hours or three hours, something like yeah. that, for him to get dolled up. But per the game. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the cartoon version, is also off the board. Even though we are now with uh, Nick taking Jim Carrey's version, so with that we move along to David. You are next on, right. on the board. Where are you going? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the not, Tom Brady of Christmas films. You better not, you son. Of a bitch. Home Alone. Uh, now I was hoping to get that on this on the round. God damn it. <laughs> uh. home alone it's mine which one's your favorite yeah one or two
0: uh because three
1: three, four and five don't exist but the first one (laughs) the first one i would say but the, the second one is good but the first one
0: the first one makes a little bit more sense and it's a little bit more of a classic.
1: I, I I think one's a respectable choice. I would go with two, just because I like Tim Curry and Tim Curry's inclusion. And also Rob Schneider. They, they have no place in that film, but yet there they are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the first one, I think, again someone sitting in a boardroom watching Goodfellas and saying, you know what? Joe Pesci is the person we need for this children's
1: Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a bold, bold choice yeah. on their part. It's like the one non-Italian film that Pesci did too. Except like, <laughs> like, cause even, even my cousin but, Vinny, but he's still, still, he's still Italian though, isn't he? When yeah. He that yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I am so glad. I'm so glad. While well, Home Alone is a sneaky pick later on. I think I got the top two picks on the board here. I, 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 so I'm going to go back to back, hitting uh, out of the park. First one, first one, A Christmas Carol. And that's going to be the George okay. C. Scott version. Now I realized it was between them or probably the Muppets might get me more brownie points whenever we're putting this on social, but I'm, I have to go with the classic. I have to go with a foundational piece for me every year. I make sure that I see a Christmas Carol because I think it just embodies and encompasses all within the history of Christmas. I think it, it has a, a tremendous message and I think it it's, it's definitely anybody can enjoy it. I think that there's a lot of ways also a sneaky, um, addition. i think that the fx remake of a christmas carol that came out recently tremendous if you've seen the original and you like the original story that's where i will go
2: definitely i i really really like that movie as well it wasn't on my list for, strangely enough because i do love that movie but i am kind of glad now because i couldn't use it anyway <laughs> yes
1: yes a christmas carol is my first of two picks my second one maybe controversial maybe Nightmare Before Christmas. Boom. Nice. Out of here. Boo. Drop the mic and I I take home Boo. the cheddar. Thank you. Boo. Oh, oh man. So so do you disagree with its its uh its uh, classification of a Christmas film, David? No, I just think it's crap. <laughs> 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 you can have it as a Christmas film. It's just a sh- be christmasville. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my god. Precisely. You know, with that movie, something about oh my god, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name now. Oingo Boingo.
1: Oh. Uh, the Boogeyman you're talking about? No,
2: I will think of it, but the the guy wrote all the music. Danny Elfman. That's it. Oh, yes. Danny Elfman, something about him coming from a band, a rock band and creating music for films. That is literally my dream in life. So <laughs> I have a special place in my heart for him. And, uh, I will, I will agree with that one.
1: All right. So I got my top two picks at the third overall slot. I love it. We go back to David. Where are you going with your second pick here, David? I mean, I had my
0: first two picks were home alone and home alone Two, And this is my third. So I'm also
1: happy die hard. Ah, uh, there we go. See, uh, that was on my list. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. So we all yep. can uh, can agree betwixt us. It is a, a Christmas film, at least the first one. Yes. The first and the second one, actually, are both Christmas time films, yeah, third one, the first one especially. third one's a bit of a reach, right? That's the L.A. one with Samuel Jackson.
0: Yeah, but I don't really... Does that even take place at Christmas? I don't even... I don't I, know.
1: It does, I believe, but, but it's during yeah, like. But those, the entire after day. The,
0: se- the first two kind of follow the same sort of... Vibe, and then beyond that it just sort of gets a little ridiculous <laughs> but yeah die hard most especially the first one obviously with uh we were talking about um alan rickman as mm. hans gruber yep yeah one of the one of the greatest movie villains uh in history
1: so there you go there's my second pick nick Love it. you get your last two picks here did we nab any from you you took Home Alone and Die
2: Hard, but those were both on my extras. So my first original three are still intact. OK, here we go. Oh. Uh, first one, I'm going to go with. And honestly, I could take either movie. There's two versions of this movie, I think, only two. And I could take either of them because I love them equally. Miracle on 34th Street.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You got your Heritage Christmas film. That's that's good.
2: Exactly. Like it's one of those that, you you know, you're not sitting on your edge of your seat, but it's one of those feel good, sit down with a hot cup of cocoa and fire, throw the fire on, even if you're in Arizona and boiling Uh, (laughs) and uh, just, you know, it's, it's, it's the pure essence of Christmas and I love it.
1: All right. So there you go. You've got your heritage film. The one thing I think David's David's list is missing, but where's your third and final pick going, Nick? (laughs)
2: Oh. I'm blown away that no one has said this one because I thought this would be the first one to be taken from me. But Elf,
1: yeah, uh, it was on my list. Yeah, we'll, just a little yep. further down. I I don't necessarily want to get into this disagreement now, but Uh-oh. I I hate Elf. I absolutely Uh-oh. hate it. <laughs> oh, I I can understand. I I knew that this would probably be controversial, especially with Nick. I figured that this was this was going to be the conversation going in, but. We'll leave it at I hate Elf and I I just I just don't enjoy it. But what do you enjoy about Elf, Nick?
2: When it first came out, I, I don't know what age I was, but it was around that time that it was just that movie that just became an instant classic. Not not just for me, but you know for for a bunch of people. I feel like around the time it came out, they were starting to lose their touch with 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 Christmas movies that became instant hits mm. and that one was one after a long time that really that really made it into that category and I didn't know until a couple of years ago that it was actually created and directed by John Favreau mm-hmm. who also did iron man you know who also made the mandalorian who everything he touches turns to gold except for maybe the live action lion king but we won't get into that but <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah and chef. chef 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 oh, chef was Chef's so good, good. chef me too i love that one but yeah elf and those you know secured my three i'm happy with that
1: yes that's a very good list david your final pick here in the third this is
0: tough now elf was on my list but frankly i haven't seen it in like a decade probably a long time at least a decade i would think probably more than that i'm torn now um i have on my list i'm torn between two because how the grinch stole christmas is gone and so i have love actually on the one hand okay Mm -hmm. which i know i'm sure i'd get hate for from many people and on the other hand i have the polar express and the only reason The Polar Whoa. Express is on my on my list is because I was in the live show of it. I think I'm going to go with... Oh, you know what? No. I'm going to go with Love Actually. Because Damn that's a, That's a movie that I'd be more likely <laughs> to watch in the holiday season. Uh, whereas The Polar Express, yes, it's near and dear to my heart since I was in the live show. I hadn't even seen it before I was in the live show, but it's near and dear to my heart. But... It is a little bit disturbing because it is very early days of of, uh,
1: motion capture animation. So, (laughs) yeah, there you go you're correct now Polar Express wasn't on my list but god damn it if if Love actually wasn't and I was hoping that that I felt like that would perfectly round out my team here so damn you David I completely agree with your selection (laughs) so much so it irks me (laughs) well I'm left with my last choice of course The Grinch Who Stole Christmas the animated version was on my list but Nick took earlier with the first overall pick so I'm unable to take that Uh, but luckily my last selection is indeed still here and it's going to be something a little heartwarming. If you've seen it, you enjoy it. And I think it, it, it's nice and short and embodies what Christmas is all about. It's Christmas Charlie Brown. I think that there's nothing uh, more wholesome about seeing a bunch of the Peanuts characters and including Snoopy. Just What, whole, sorry? Uh, the, the Peanuts characters.
2: Oh, oh Peanuts, sorry.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: All right, Nothing. thank you guys for listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's
1: it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening to our Carol of the Balls, and we are <laughs> we can we can beep this whole part out. Right? A- oh, that's absolutely, <laughs> we won't, but we could. Uh, but yes, it's Chris, it's Christmas, Charlie Brown, all those characters uh, going around um, and the Christmas tree. I think it's incredibly wholesome. It's short, so it's not too terribly long, so you don't get lost in in the length of seeing actual trial and tribulation. I think. It's just nice and, and good, and uh, you, David, for taking love actually. That's that's how I feel about it. <laughs> if you want to ask my honest opinion,
0: ah, oh, Ooh! oh no, David, are you okay? Um, I think something's uh, something's nibbling me, nibbling, wow, oh, oh, is it getting you know, a little harder
1: fighting me? Oh no, it's getting much more vigorous here. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. It is that time for a mini seg of the week, David. Which segment would it be this week? It is bite me. Ooh, gotta love it. Yeah, Phil, I'm gonna invite you to go first bless you bless you uh i was going to after uh, going into after our main topic here i was going to expand upon my thoughts of elf as a bite me but you know what I, I i feel like we'll probably get into that the closer we get to the holiday season i'm sure that there will be much more time for that so enjoy that tease mm. for episodes to come but my bite me this week cats simply are not better than dogs I, I don't care. And you know why I know this? This all can boil down to one very simplified reason for me, and it is as follows. The best cats in the world are worldwide known as behaving as dogs. Whenever you go to somebody else's house and they say, oh, I've got the best cat in the world. When you ask them why, and it's like, well, they kind of act like a dog because they can do this or they'll let you rub their whatever it is. They act like a dog. Therefore, just get a dog. Even the worst dogs in the world are either trained to be that way, I feel, or they are trainable to be better. Dogs are better than cats. Bite me. You know, it's funny that you say that because
0: um, I was actually thinking of saying the exact same thing or pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> the the best cat you could possibly have, it doesn't matter what how good that cat is, it's never as good as a dog. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I I think that people who choose cats don't want to be loved or something because dogs <laughs> dogs love you. yeah you know what bite me <laughs> it's not even my bite me but bite me bite, bite me as well uh, dogs <laughs> will love you whereas cats will like tolerate love you, you when it's convenient for them yeah yes. or even just like tolerate you dogs are just the purest souls anyway well mine is something slightly different it's totally different. (laughs) Um, if you are parallel parking your car and you find a space at the very end of a street, you are a complete piece of if you don't park all the way up to the edge of where the red area starts. And this is in America, obviously there's the red zone where you can't park. You got to park all the way up to that red zone. The edge of your car should be at the edge of that red zone. If you don't do that, you are wasting space and making life more difficult for everyone else. You know what I mean? Are you, are you following me here? Oh, Phil? I,
1: I absolutely agree with you here. This is this is
0: just a it matter of geometry. Me
1: nuts. Yes.
0: And then, like, even if you, even if you leave, even if you're leaving, like, not enough space for a car to actually park in front of you on the other side. It doesn't matter, then that's everyone else's fault, but you at least can pull all the way up to the edge of the legal parking zone. So you leave enough space for as many other cars to fit in as possible, especially in a city like L.A., and by all means, DM me if you want to fight about this, because
1: I am up for it. I've got my my dukes up, okay? I was going to uh, add to what you said. Yes, this is this is a bit more on the suburban lifestyle. Certainly, LA, because people from Tennessee or Ohio are saying, "I don't." What what do you mean? You don't have space to park We've got nothing but space to park. Right, right. But if you live in those suburban areas. Absolutely. Wasting space is not an option. You don't you are just entitled if you don't use each and every available inch. Just be aware of your surroundings or if you aren't, bite me.
0: It's definitely becoming kind of a pattern here that when we get to our once more and we can't think of something interesting to talk about, we we <laughs> resort to movies. That are somewhat related to whatever we've picked for our main topic. And we list our favorite three movies. But you know what? I like it. I kind of like
1: it. I think it works. Who doesn't at least understand or sympathize with the with whatever movie it is whatever movie genre we pick it's not like we're picking the exact same one and being like all right the next top three uh, if if we were to go off of the uh, the next top three christmas films of all time like i we're not being boring we're thinking outside of the box we're going to new genres so so just join us and, and enjoy the ride
0: and for our once more this week we decided that since we did a Main topic about drafting, which was inspired by our NFL fantasy draft that we did yesterday, we decided we wanted to to list our favorite sports films. Yes. Whatever sport they may be, doesn't matter. Phil, do you want to start
1: out with your number three? Yes, my number three, and it's arguable that it could be number one. It's, It's this freaking good. But Talladega Nights... I'd argue it, it, oh. it... I know, right? Once you once you hear it, you're like, yes, that is a sports I film. I forgot about that one. Talladega Nights is phenomenal. It's comedy supersedes NASCAR. It, you don't need to be into NASCAR or racing it, whatsoever. Ricky Bubby Ricky Bubby And then they're running. Just for absolute clarity's sake... They are racing with on foot, and this does not hold any weight to the actual end result of the way. They have both lost. But exciting news here in Talladega. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Talladega Nights, unquestionably Will Ferrell's best film. Unquestionably. Yeah. Wow. Very, very good. Very good.
0: I completely forgot about that. It would have, at the very least, been an honorable mention. Yes. Uh, my number three is forty-two. Ah, with, very good. Uh Chadwick
1: Bozeman. Good casting on playing both. Jackie Robinson. On Harrison Ford and Chadwick Bozeman.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think you know, I think this one really gets the pick just because it's a great film. Because it's not like I'm not a baseball guy. You know, I know I know I knew who Jackie Robinson was, of course, but I didn't really know his story. I'm glad I do now. Um and that the movie is, is very accurate for the most part. There is a couple things that they took some liberties with, but for the most part it's very accurate and i thought it was it's a great film the acting is phenomenal it's well written very very good 42 my number 2 is personal for me it's not such a great film like it's not bad and a lot of people loved it that's going to be this category me, though man <laughs> well i guess you know it's invictus and it was directed ah. by Clint Eastwood And it's his movie that was about the 1995 Rugby World Cup final and the politics that led up to that with with Morgan Freeman playing Nelson Mandela and Matt Damon playing the captain of the South African rugby team. And it is a very it's a very inspiring story. It's very close to my heart. It's it was South Africa's first World Cup because because of apartheid, they didn't partake in the first few uh, first two World Cups. First World Cup, they got to host it, and look, the the rugby in the movie is terrible. Like yeah. they, they
1: did not do the rugby well. Yeah, I didn't. That's not, not what rugby looks like. Yeah, I didn't walk away from that film whatsoever, having known more about rugby than walking in.
0: Yeah, but like rugby's like a, it's a, I don't know. The rugby in the movie just was, it was like soft. It was weird. Anyway, but the movie itself and, and like, the story itself, I, I really enjoyed, and obviously it's very personal for me, that being my
1: team and, and whatnot. So, yeah, Invictus. My number 2 Your number two. Yes, my number two is, is much in line with what you said. It's my personal one. There's not... It's not a good film, I don't believe. I haven't seen it in a little bit, but it's always, like, one of my top favorite sports films to at least think about, and I almost don't want to go back and watch it to ruin it for me, but... Radio. It's a film called Radio, mm. starring Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ed Harris. It tells the story of a develop- developmentally challenged young man in Cuba Gooding Jr. who is taken under the the head coach's wing uh, in in a small southern town about a football town and ed harris is the coach of that team and uh, i i absolutely love it It, it's it pulls all the 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 foundational heart tones it's it's incredibly predictable sappy yada 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 i just i loved it and i I still to this day love it Uh, an honorable mention let's get that out of the way here remember the titans Probably, whenever you think of stereotypical sports film, has Denzel Washington in his absolute prime, pulling off one of the best things. You've got the, the camaraderie of everything, makes you want to run through a brick wall by the end of the film. Very good. Holds all the emotional tenors. What about you, David? What's your honorable mention? I got a few honorable mentions. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't
0: play by the rules here. <laughs> uh, I never do. List them off a couple quickly. Um, Coach Carter, love Samuel L. Jackson in that movie. Uh White Men Can't Jump. That's a pretty good movie too. The Blind Side. Yes. Also awesome Yes. And then this one, this one could easily have been my number 1, but it's kind of different in that it's it's very much an uh western. It's called Hidalgo. It's about long distance horse racing.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of you've seen it? I've seen it. I think I've even seen it twice, but I saw it when I was yeah. so young. Oh, I've seen it. I have yet to many remember. times. Remember it? Yes. Yeah,
0: this uh this cowboy from the West, right, is uh, played by Vigo Mortensen and and he's like the his horse and him have won every long distance horse race in in the, the Americas, right? But then he gets invited by these Arabian princes or this Arabian prince to come and compete at, in this 3,000-mile race across the Arabian desert and it which is the most grueling long distance horse race in the world. And so he travels with his horse across the ocean to compete in this race against these Arabian stallions. And it's it's a fantastic movie, but it didn't really feel like a sports movie. So my number one is the longest yard. I absolutely love which which one? The the Adams. I haven't seen the original. I've, okay. I've only seen the Adam Sandler one, but I do love it. it it's a sentimental. It's got Chris favorite. Rock. Yes. It's it's yeah, but it's just enjoyable. I enjoy it every time I see it. It's it's just it's so funny and it's it's like, I don't know, it's just got so much character. It's one of the few Adam Sandler movies that I actually think is actually really good. Like, I, I enjoy a lot of his movies, you know, they're stupid and fun, but The Longest Yard
1: I actually really love. So Adam, that one is my number one. Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell two of the sneakier sports film makers in in the in the genre it's certainly adding their own flavor to it but i think a lot of people would have happy gilmore on their list uh of course uh, whatever whatever else you may have i know for like semi-pro for will ferrell uh, maybe blades of glory whatever um but just two uh, underappreciated sports film makers in that genre uh, but my number one My number one, because it blends a great story with good action within the sport, I'd go to go with Creed. Of course, a lot of people would go within the Rocky genre, maybe Rocky number three. I find those to be starting to become more and more dated as we go along with that. They're a little sappy. Uh, They're certainly good. Especially Rocky, probably the first one is probably the best one, even though you can kind of, like, it has a lot of movie moments uh, where you can just say, oh, yeah, I, I, this is where he does the da da da, da 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 It's very, it's very written, and a lot of the ones afterwards fill that void creed kind of reworks that it's a great story i think it's revamped rather well it tells a new story and i think michael b jordan and sylvester stallone puts in a fantastic performance i'd argue one of his best performances if not the best performance of his career also earning an oscar nomination for that role i i loved it i loved it uh all, all around i'd say that it's my number one And now we move along to the game. And, of course, we bring back the wonderful, the illustrious, the... uh, Would you say vivid, Nick, is a fair adjective to describe you? Vivid? I mean...
2: I've been called worse. I mean, so I've been called. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs>
1: You're
0: very loose and creative with the
1: way you use adjectives sometimes, Phil. So why not? But here's why the, not. Yeah. Why
0: stop now? Why
1: stop now? Uh, no, no one's going to stop us now. As as a wonderful, maybe the first person to describe a human being as vivid. Well, I think Nick, though, <laughs> Nick, would you not say that that's a fair adjective with with all the the fun stuff that you 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 do and and the boldness that you you exude?
2: I will. Yeah, I mean. If I say yes, I'm egotistical. And if I say no, then I'm lacking self-confidence. So I'm kind of in a corner, but I'm going to say yes for simplicity.
1: Sure is probably the, uh, <laughs> somewhere in the middle, Some, like. somewhere in the middle. All right. Nick Davies <laughs> joins us for the game. The second part of his obligations here to the show. And we appreciate your time and, and everything else here. But let's get to know Nick a little bit more with, of course, our three questions preemptively to the game David gets two I get one since I know Nick a little bit more so David go with the first of your two questions all right my first question is
0: Nick what is the worst experience you've ever had in air travel if any
2: worst experience in air travel okay (laughs) so we were on a flight I think to England which is anywhere from seven to nine hours long depending on you know, if you're director
0: or if you've got a headwind, a
2: exactly. Yeah. So it was around the it was the beginning portion of the flight. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm pretty creative in the culinary world, like uh, I, I try anything. I'm, I'm really open to trying anything food wise even airline food. And we were, (laughs) we, we were, they were offering dinner again around the beginning portion of the flight. And one thing that they had, I forget if it was a appetizer or a dessert, but it was pea jelly, P E A pea jelly.
1: Oh God.
2: And it sounds disgusting, which is why I ordered it.
1: You were immediately drawn, like a moth exactly. in the flame. Yes,
2: Exactly. It was, like, it was either pea jelly or cheesecake. And I love cheesecake, but I know what cheesecake <laughs> is. I can have cheesecake anywhere. So you know what? Let's be adventurous. Let's have some pea jelly.
0: Um, <laughs> I really wish and- you'd stop saying pea jelly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so with this food that will not be named, I, I got it and I had it and it was the most disgusting food I've ever had in my entire life.
1: Uh, I mean, the question is begged here. Did it at least taste like, like peas, P E A or, or was it like grape anything where it's like, there's a grape flavor and then there's what grapes actually taste like.
2: It, it tasted like what a landfill smells like, <laughs> uh,
1: you know,
0: it, it I mean, was, that's, uh... that makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah. And something else that about me is I have a, a pretty big fear of using the bathroom for not oh, a number one. Understandably, on a plane, you know understandably.
0: what I mean. Understandably,
1: yeah.
2: But this was this was basically x flax on a paper plate. Uh, <laughs> it was awful, and so this entire like whatever I had left, like six hours, I was just <sighs> sitting there with my. It, legs clenched together, just trying my best to not go in there and just, but anyway, you get the rest of the story. I'll, I'll I'm probably, you probably lost about half your viewers just from this story. So
1: yeah. it was P jelly, but it should have been number two jelly. All right. we move Exactly. Yes. We move along to my question, Nick, uh, going along with the adjective vivid, what is your proudest wacky wardrobe attire? And how often do you wear because anytime I find you on social media you're always going around showing these these wonderfully adventurous pieces of of bold linens and I just I was curious is there one that you're particularly proud of that maybe you bust out for special occasions or just because it's a Friday I don't know
2: Oh man to narrow it down to one is so difficult Can I give you top 3 is that against the rules Go
1: go ahead my friend go ahead Okay
2: first one I have a blazer that is kind of checker prints like light blue and dark blue checkered prints mm-hmm. all over. but on every other checker there are red cloth tassels hanging off. <laughs> it, it really looks like something that would have been around in the Sgt. Pepper era and <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I loved it and I got it and I try honestly I try to wear it as often as I can because it's one of my favorites. so that's that's one. Number two, I have uh, a full suit that honestly, after COVID, probably doesn't fit me anymore. But I have a full <laughs> suit that is a a nice three piece suit version of the Iron Man suit.
1: No, yeah, it's it's so cool, no. and
2: yeah, it's so. I'll send you a picture of it. I'll. Uh, it's really really cool and. I used to work on uh, DCL Disney Cruise Lines, and I would always bring it on and just wear it around for Marvel Day at Sea that they have on there. Right, and uh, it's it's so cool. And if it doesn't fit me anymore, then I'm either going to buy a new one or lose weight or both. (laughs) But it's it's so cool. So that's number two, and then number three, just buy
0: five of them, like in a range of sizes, so you always have one that fits.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, not, Tony Stark didn't just have one suit, did he? He had no. many. No, he, right. has, he
0: had go. an entire
1: repertoire.
2: Right.
0: And you can nickname them the Mark 1, the Mark 2, the Mark 3. <laughs> the Mark <Absolutely>. XL.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then my third one, I rarely ever wear this. I don't know why. I really should. But it's basically a a hat that is shaped like a flamingo. A uh, well, of course. So,
1: is, is, it yeah. from, like, is it from the carcass of, of a flamingo, or is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no flamingos were harmed in the making of this hat. It was, uh, the flamingo's body was the actual hat part, and then its neck actually sticks up to, at the front of the hat to reveal the face at the very top, and then the legs <laughs> hang down past your shoulders. So it's really a sight to behold, and those are my top three wacky, wardrobe attires that i own
1: i love it and after these descriptions david will you will you uh, acknowledge that vivid was perhaps somewhat appropriate sure
2: yes (laughs) (laughs) there's there's probably some other adjectives rolling around his brain (laughs) to describe me but
0: well i don't know phil phil just has a way with making up words um (laughs) i'm glad you said that you were an adventurous eater i'm curious what's your favorite thing to cook
1: my favorite thing to cook. Wow. Um, well, he said he did say eater, not not chef. I don't, I Nick, know, I, do you I know. cook?
2: I do. I do cook. Uh, I'm fairly new at it, and my fiance is much better at it, at it than I am. But there are a few things that I love love cooking. Oh God, to choose between two though. You know what I'm going to go with? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with ratatouille. Oh.
1: oh.
2: Now ratatouille is just.
1: Were you interested in ratatouille? Had you ever partaken before Pixar's film?
2: Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No, I had. I had never. Completely inspired.
1: (laughs) Yeah, completely inspired. Okay.
2: Exactly. I uh, I had no clue what it was, and the only reason I decided it was actually I think it was the first thing I ever made. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, first actual meal that I ever made, and uh, the cool thing about it is you you don't just buy it at the store, throw it in, cook it, and eat it like everything else I had eaten before that. (laughs) More no, you, you actually <laughs> – exactly. No, you have to literally make everything from scratch. That's Even the tomato sauce, there's about six or seven ingredients that just go into the sauce alone. Hmm. Um, and then you chop up all the veggies, put them in – in the oven. And it's honestly the way you make it and the way, what it turns out to be, it looks so delicious on screen as a cartoon in Ratatouille mm-hmm. and it tastes even better than that. It's so good. And I love making it. It's really easy to make too.
1: Including your, your first time making it, was it as good as, as, uh, as it has come to be or, or was it a little hard to digest that first time?
2: No, I think, honestly, I think the, I, I think I've gotten better since I made it the first time but I still think the first time I tasted it was the best time I've ever tasted ratatouille.
1: Yes, you had an uh, ego moment. You dropped your spoon.
2: Exa- exactly. <laughs> yeah. I hired a rat immediately. It's still roaming around the house somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. What it's what it's <laughs> yeah. pulling and tugging, who knows, but it's 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 going around. <laughs> oh my
2: uh-huh. Yeah. So that's I would have to go with ratatouille.
1: All right. So there we are. We ratatouille. We, we, it sounds like rat Amplitootie. Rapitootie. Rapitootie. All right, we we know a little bit more about Nick, a little bit more. Uh, So now let's find out a little bit more about the game that we'll play. David, why don't you tell us what game you selected today? Based on our main topic where we drafted things
0: in certain categories, I thought I was very clever where essentially this is a which came first game. So we'll name two things and... The contestants will have to decide which one came first, which was the original, which was the first draft. Ah, yeah. there we go, there we go. Full circle. If I do say so myself, yeah. So there you go. Fairly simple. Is it understood by everybody? Yes, I, think yes so. I
1: believe so. Yes, uh, do you wish to go first, David? Uh why not? Why not? Why yes. Not? All right, uh, Phil. You and I both have a skipping stone. Don't forget. Here we go. Which, for Nick's uh, knowledge, uh, we have a skipping stone, meaning that we both won our game last week, Nick, and of course, it allows us to, uh, both me or David, in the games that we play in, to skip any of the subjects that we so choose just once, if we feel underqualified or or feel like we are at a disadvantage, (laughs) or what have you. Right. So, So
0: you are quizzed on five questions, but Phil and I have both prepared six, so that one... May be skipped. If sounds desired.
1: sounds good. All right, let us get to uh, the right. first question here, David.
0: All right, which came first, the presidential term of President Taylor or the presidential term of President Tyler? Which one came first? And we're going to go to
1: Nick first.
2: Oh man, okay.
1: <clears throat> How extensive is your presidential knowledge, Nick? <laughs> <laughs>
2: My knowledge of the presidency basically revolves around the movies that I've seen about presidencies.
1: Did you at about- least watch the? Just Butler. to be clear, that covers oh, like yeah. four of them. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Just um, to be clear, yeah, I will every in every single one of my questions, I'll list them in in alphabetical order. These these two are in alphabetical order based on their last names: Taylor and Tyler. It's Zachary Taylor and John Tyler. Okay, if that helps. Fair enough. <laughs> Probably okay. not.
2: I knew I knew
0: Taylor. I
2: did not know Tyler. Um. And in uh, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go with let's go with Taylor. Okay, I think Taylor came you say
1: first. That Taylor was president first. Phil, what do you reckon? Oh, I'll go with Tyler. Tyler sounds like like an older name, and I'd like one of us to at least hit the bullseye on the first try. So I'll go with uh, all right. The other one. alphabetically, Zachary Taylor was the 12th president
0: of the United States. He was in office from 1849 to 1850. President John Tyler was the 10th president. (gasps) He was in office from 1841 to 1845. Phil, you got a point.
1: Yes, I did. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I I shimmy and shake in in congratulatory fashion.
0: This is where you find out that there is no discernible theme. (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio in The Aviator or Leonardo DiCaprio in Blood Diamond. Again, those movies are in alphabetical order. We this time we go to Phil first. Yes. Uh Which one is the
1: first draft as a tour? Yes. I would I believe it is I believe it's Aviator. I'm going to go with Aviator.
0: Okay. Phil says the Aviator came out first. Nick, what do you reckon? You can pick the same thing or you can you can pick something different um, just to be clear
2: well i know the aviator came out in 2004 i don't know how i know that i was gonna say where,
1: out of what crevice did you pull that out of good Lord. oh i i
2: love <laughs> movies i love movies so i know but i have no clue about blood diamond i think it was around the same time you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the aviator as well i have a feeling about the aviator
0: and you're absolutely correct it came out in 2004 Oh, Blood Woo. Diamond came out in 2006. So
1: well done to both of you. Yes. You both get a yes. point. Nice, Phil. Done.
0: You uh, you maintain your lead of
1: one. See, Nick we went move off on of, to question of knowledge of okay, of uh, of 2004 and having that. I just went off of facial hair. I was like, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> had facial hair until Blood Diamond. I think that was the start of his facial hair phase of acting. So, I I'm, mean, that's where I'm going to go.
0: That's a fair strategy. Fair strategy. I mean, they are only two, two years apart. Yes, though, so. they were close. They were yeah. close. Question three, England winning the FIFA World Cup <laughs> or England winning the Rugby World Cup? Oh, God. Oh man. Well at least <laughs> Nick gets to
1: go first. so if, if he has yeah, an advantage, Nick, you I can, do I indeed can get suit. to go
0: first. Yeah. Um, I will clarify. I'm sure it was obvious, but England has only won each one of these one time, so there's no ambiguousness. Any inkling? Well,
2: <laughs> I, I was born in England, and where? My dad, I was born in Liverpool. Oh, yeah. I was born in Liverpool in 93 and I moved to the States when I was six. And my dad is a giant, giant. I'm not going to say soccer because he'd kill me. Football fan. And I am not. (laughs) So so I I do. So I do not have an advantage here. My my life basically revolves around music and food and my fiance and And movies. And movies. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go. I think it was a while ago that England won the FIFA. So I'm going to go ahead and say FIFA.
1: Oh, God. Uh, I See, I thought. Unfortunately, I don't it's different with the World Cup. so that's the problem is that I know that the World Cup, I know like Liverpool won recently, whatever the hell it won. i I couldn't even tell you what the hell it won. but I know it won <laughs> It won some... the Premier League. yeah, the Premier League. Yes. there we go. But that's just within, yeah, that's just within England. so i uh, I think I think. England is, if I remember some off air conversations with David, just spouting off rugby facts, I want to say England has been good as of late in rugby. Which means that I am led to believe that I haven't heard anything of similar note with England. I've heard of like Russia and Germany and and uh, France and everything else being good in, in in the World Cup as of as of recently. So I'm going to go also behind Nick and say that I believe that it's FIFA that Liverpool or excuse Liverpool, Jesus Christ, England <laughs> has uh, first won. Uh,
0: their are okay. they winning. Okay. So you both pick the same thing again. And these th- these are not close. These are not close at all. There is 37 years between these two. Uh, England won the FIFA World Cup in 1966, and that's the only time they've ever won it. The Rugby World Cup hadn't even been established at that point. The first Rugby World Cup was in 1987. Nice. So, England won the Rugby World Cup in 2003. So, you both get a point there. And we move yeah. on to question nice.
1: four. And I, right now, hold a three to two advantage over yes, Nick. And, and I, I have do. yet to use my skipping stone, which, in hindsight, I should have used on that question. Continue. <laughs> well, I mean. I guess I got it right. But, you know. All right. Question
0: four. Which came first? the Miami Dolphins' first Super Bowl title or the Pittsburgh Steelers' first Super
1: Bowl title? Ah, and I get to and go first. And I
0: believe we go to Phil first. Yeah. Yes.
1: I'm definitely not skipping this question. Um, yes, it has to be that. So I will go with the Steelers.
2: Like I said, I, I know nothing about sports, but if this was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Phillips seemed like he he knew what he was talking about there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go behind him. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Steelers as well.
0: I hate to say it, uh, but you should have gone against Philip because you're both wrong. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins first won the Super Bowl title in 1973, and they again won in 1974. Right, and the Pittsburgh Steelers one in 1975 and then 1976. I knew that they
1: were close. The first time. I knew that they were close, but I Yeah,
0: they were right next to each other, yeah. but unfortunately this is the Miami Dolphins won first. So uh Phil, you're still on 3. Nick, you're still on 2. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go with Phil first on this last one so that okay. Nick you have the opportunity to pick the opposite because to give yourself a chance to win,
1: right? Gotcha. Yeah, to tie, to force a tie.
0: To force Perfect. a tie, correct. Question 5, which came first? Adolf Hitler's death, oh God, or the nuclear
1: bombing of Hiroshima. Oh man. you keep doing Phil. this to me, David I where I I think I actually you you uh, plug in the questions at the end that I actually do think I have a shot at and then I just forget with like the first three questions. So I don't think I want to skip this because I believe if memory serves right, Hitler died first. And the war with the with the Japanese nation was still going on, and they were the last holdout. If, if memory serves, so I will go with Hitler died first. All right, Nick. Hmm. Now this your only chance one. to force a
0: tie is to pick something different, but it's up to you.
2: Oh man, which one came first between yeah, mm-hmm. Hiroshima and Hitler?
1: Well, Hitler's. Dying. Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know it's it's so. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? I'm I'm going to go with the opposite anyway because I don't know and if there's any chance that uh Philip is wrong, then I could tie.
0: Sound right. logic? So you're going with Hiroshima. I am. Hiroshima? I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. I apologize. Well, Nick, you you never had a shot with that question because Phil had it right. Uh, uh Hitler's death was it was on April 30th, 1945. And uh, Hiroshima was August sixth, nineteen forty-five. So there oh, you go. Why don't we? Why don't you? I want to see what you guys would have picked for the sixth question that we never got to. Sure. Best Picture winner, Forrest Gump, or Best Picture winner, The Silence of the Lambs?
1: And which Nick, one? You first. Yeah, which one came first? Ooh. I feel like these are back-to-back years, regardless.
2: I think. I think Forrest Gump. Was early ninety? Well, obviously it was the early nineties, but it was the same year that Shawshank came out, and I think Shawshank should have won it. (laughs) And then Silence of the Lambs. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Forrest Gump.
1: Okay, Phil, what do you reckon? I believe, I think, I would, I, I probably would go with which one came first. I think it was Hannibal came first, or Silence, shoot, Silence of the Lambs came first. Because after that, they needed a palate cleanser, thus why they chose Forrest Gum, I believe. I could be wrong. Well, they were actually three years apart. And oh, Phil, wow. you would have been
0: correct on that oh, question man. as well. Which means, Phil, of the six, I mean, obviously only five count, but right. of the six, you only got one wrong, right? Yes, I, I end the game with... Yeah, um, you only got the, the yeah. one that you should have gotten right, which was about the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Well... Um,
0: but yeah, congrats.
1: There you go. Thank you. Thank four you. Out wow. Four out of five. Uh, game well fought but <laughs> i hope that you fare better in this game that i have uh com- composed of for both you and david and i actually right. i know that there's one that you will do well in and i have one that i think david should do well in so so we should be giving you a fair advantage here that maybe okay. without putting it forward uh, on which one the advantage should be i i think maybe david may or may not skip here we go First question, here we go. Which artist or artists had their debut album come out first? And again, we're going alphabetically. ABBA or Billy Joel? And Nick... Oh, oh dear. (laughs) Nick, we go to you first.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, so a little backstory here. (laughs) I am in a couple of... I'm in a few uh, tribute concerts and one of them is to Abba and the other is to Billy Joel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you should know this. You you absolutely so no excuses for getting yes. it wrong. You'd be
0: surprised. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will I, say I, I don't think either one of these debut albums I was even aware of. I don't I, I don't even think that there's a, a song on there if I if I looked if I looked correctly.
2: Well, I, I'm like the one of the biggest fans of Billy Joel mm-hmm. that has ever lived. And I know That his debut album, Cold Spring Harbor, came out in 71, which is very early. And ABBA was known for being a 70s group, but I can't imagine them releasing anything like pre-70s. They just don't seem like a 60s band. They seem like 70s only. And since Billy was 71, I'm inclined to say that Billy Joel's Cold Spring Harbor came out first.
1: All right, so he's going with Cold uh, Billy Joel, I should say, and uh, David. Where are you going? Uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm sure. I'm
0: sure your reasoning is sound, and you might be correct, Nick. But my first thought, and there's no no justification behind it whatsoever, was <laughs> ABBA. So I'm going to go with ABBA. Uh,
1: Nick was correct in Cold Spring Harbor being uh, Billy oh. Joel's first album, of course, the debut album, and it, of course it coming out in 1971. And he hits the trifecta because it indeed came out before ABBA, but only two years, Uh, by two years, uh, Ring Ring being ABBA's debut uh, album here and coming out in 1973. So, Nick, you hold a lead. You're on the board. 1-0 against David. (gasps) However,
2: awesome. I, my, 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 my knowledge of Billy Joel finally has yes has <laughs> come back to me here.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that is the uh, advantage you held throughout the game. Now we move along to David's advantage, I, I should think. And we will start with David here. Which rugby team was founded earlier? Which rugby oh. team was founded earlier? We've got Hollum FC or Knott's FC? And Knott's is spelled N-O-T-T-S. David, we go to you first. I mean, where are these rugby teams? Oh, they are. They are. Pre- they are prestigious, David. How dare you, sir? How dare you not even. I doubt know where that these, very highly. No, they, um, they are like top of the line. It would not shock me or surprise me to find out that they are dominating the the, the rugby game to this very day. All right. Uh, I uh, Not a clue. Hollum. I'll just say Hollum. He says Hollum. Nick, have you a clue?
2: I I have no clue whatsoever. Um, I am going to say, you know, what? I'm going to go with the opposite. I'm going to go with the
1: knots. The knots. All right. It's a game of has and has nots, and unfortunately, David has stumbled upon the has. Hollum was indeed founded first in 1860, <laughs> and Knots was Fantastic. founded in 19 or excuse me, 1862. So by two oh. years. David wins this round. So you now are both. Are you going to tell me now where these clubs even exist? Where are they from? (laughs) I have no clue. Rugby's your uh, your neck of the woods. I have no clue. I just look. I look things
0: up. Probably chose like the most tiny, like obscure clubs somewhere in the countryside (laughs) in
1: England. But they matter. They absolutely matter. All right. At tied at one apiece, we go to the third question. Again, remember. You have your skipping stone, David, should you want it. I right. do. I do. Which European fine cuisine option originated first? And we go to Nick here first. Fish and chips or shepherd's pie?
2: Oh, man. You know, I, I'm i going to go quick with this one. I'm going to say shepherd's pie. They both involve potatoes, but I think, <laughs> and I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think fries or chips in this case were... what do you say invented I don't know uh, thought up (laughs) until much later than people would have discovered shepherd's pie Uh, so I'm going to go with shepherd's pie
0: David? I am going to go with the same thing however I I will say my reasoning is slightly different I just feel as though uh, how do I put this I, I just feel as though fishing and then breading the fish feels like a slightly more recent thing whereas some ground up meat into a into a baking tray and then putting some potatoes and like so like I feel like that's probably been around a little longer, but I could be wrong. But I'm gonna go go like Shepherd's pie as
1: well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You uh you both were incorrect in that they are actually very close to each other, with the years being 1863 and 1854 between the two of them. Wow. Uh, But you're both correct in that it is indeed shepherd's pie coming out uh, narrowly edging out fish and chips uh, with shepherd's pie also being synonymous in its time of origin as cottage pie which just sounds like a euphemism for a goat herder's daughter or something i don't know
2: (laughs) Uh, well shepherd's pie and cottage pie though similar are different and they are both really delicious
1: both really delicious according to nick who is as we've established earlier an adventurous eater. All right. Next one. Uh, with both of you tied now at two apiece, which American fine dining establishment was founded first? Burger King mm-hmm. or McDonald's? And we go to you first, David. Established first. Now, I know I I I know I knew
0: the history of McDonald's pretty well, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with McDonald's.
1: McDonald's was established first. All right. McDonald's, he says, somewhat confidently. Nick, do you have a selection?
2: I think so, because, again, with my movie – have you seen The Founder?
1: Yes, yes.
2: It's such a great, movie. Tremendous film. Absolutely. And I think they said that Burger King – sorry, McDonald's was founded in 56, I think, maybe 55. I don't know. But I think – what, what did you say?
1: Burger King David? and McDonald's.
2: What choice did you pick, David? Did you pick McDonald's?
1: <laughs> Must I say? Yes, <laughs> no, I picked McDonald's.
2: Okay. You know what? I'm just going to go with Burger King.
1: And with the throwaway just Burger King option, Nick pulls ahead as yeah! Burger King was invented or I guess founded in 1954, McDonald's coming out slightly after in 1955. Ah, 55, that's right. And we move along hmm. to our perspective final question here, uh, and the and we will go first with Nick as he is pulled ahead and holds a one point lead as to give Hoffman a chance to tie here. Which Kanye West album came out first? Skip. Oh God. <laughs> and, and this, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, unbeknownst, perhaps given that any airtime, okay? <laughs> oh man. Uh, and any, uh, uh, any, nope, any, nope. We just we, he wants a nope. full skip, the full enforcement yep. of the skipping stone. Uh, Nick, <laughs> just so you are made aware, uh, and Kanye West is of course David Hoffman's gripe in life. He finds him uh, to be worth no time of his uh, of his minding. So therefore, we move along to our sixth question which goes to nick's side of things which amber heard film came out first drive angry oh, god. or zombie land
2: my god um, <laughs> and i do not have an advantage with this because i i, I avoid <laughs> i avoid any movie that even has her in it
1: uh drive angry of course the immortal drive angry with Nicolas cage needless to say Fun fact, I've never
2: seen that movie. Is it fun fact I've if you don't if you don't either. like
1: her? Is, is is that is it that fun? Maybe not not in this case. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually don't even know anything about Drive Angry, so I'm just uh, this is literally a shot in the dark here. So I'm just gonna go with the movie that I recognize,
1: which is Zombieland. He goes with Zombieland. Hoffman, are All you right, gonna well I've got no
0: choice but to pick something different, right? If I wanna have a chance here. I wanna have a chance. Um, yeah,
1: I guess I'll pick Drive Angry. Drive Angry did indeed come out in 2011. Again with the immortal Nick Cage, Oscar-worthy performance, I'm sure. However, Zombieland mm. came out in 2009. 2009 it? it did indeed, uh. which means Nick, with a score of four to uh, four to two, I should say, you do pull ahead and you drift forth into the sunset uh, with a victory. <laughs> a victory. Congratulations, Nick
2: i'll take it i'll take it
1: absolutely uh, the tiebreaker of course was how many calories are in one cup of cottage pie with beef but i'm very glad we did not have to go there oh. <laughs> uh, and uh too many too too many and uh there we are so nick thank you so much for coming on the show is there anything that you'd like to in your final moments here that you would like to promote anything you'd like to usher the people to
2: very kind of you offering that. Thank you very much. I uh, I am doing a bunch of concerts around, but I'm all over the place. So I would say just go on Facebook for, for that. But I have released recently a couple of songs that are on Spotify and YouTube. And for anyone uh, who is a fan of the Muppets out there, I did a cover of Rainbow Connection during this whole lockdown thing. And it took a a lot of work, but I'm really happy with the way it came out. So if you want to take a listen to that, go ahead, go on anything that streams music, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and just search Nick Davies, Rainbow connection, and you'll find it there. And I hope you like it as much as I enjoy putting it together.
1: You know, uh, if I may, uh, Nick, I David, I have to forward you this uh, video that Nick did again. I think it, I, I hope it's during quarantine. And otherwise, my timing's off. But he did this, uh, this. Absolutely phenomenal video. I I, sh- I want to say about Centerfold. Uh, he did a cover of, of Centerfold, and it was at, I I was I I must have watched that at least five times. Nick, it, you outdid yourself during that time. I I will now make sure to put it on my checklist to go out and check Rainbow Connection. But David, uh, I uh, post this interview. I will send you this video of Centerfold. It was quite good, Nick. You out you have outdone yourself at least in that regard. And I don't think I ever told you just how much I enjoyed it. But I wanted you to. To know that I indeed did.
2: Well, thank you so much, man. I, uh, really, really enjoyed. I was very bored. And I really <laughs> enjoyed putting that together. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. It looked like a, a time waster, but damn, if I didn't enjoy every second of it, it was, uh, <laughs> you utilized a lot of household objects to, to make the entire sound. I loved it. So anyways, thank you, Nick. Well, I look forward to it. Yes, you should. You should, uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. And with that, let's go to the scores and with that game i move my record up to a 10 and 15 overall record and david goes to 11 and 14 i'm catching up david catching up That slaps the weekly penance where we each go deep into our cinematic minds and we find out which thing slaps that week, whether it be David's weekly rendition of what I feel the most slappage about or if it's my trying to stay on theme, you'll find out what slaps here, now, in your pants. Da-da-da-da. You didn't like that? (laughs) You didn't enjoy that? (laughs) <laughs> I, I i i loved it i thought it
0: was fantastic i i guess i'll go first i actually had something written down and i've suddenly changed my mind i've done i haven't done a movie in a while and i did watch a new movie this week neither one of us haven't no you did you did okay. the suicide squad a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago not last week but the week before <laughs> yeah I, I i watched jungle cruise this week whoa and you know what whoa. i thought it was great I thought it was dandy. You
1: thought it slapped. Yeah. Why not? Did you not like it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I not not by choice. Just out of I haven't had a chance. Look, to. it's a Disney film. It's
0: not winning. Well, I mean, it might win one of like the obscure production design Oscars or something, or special effects or something Maybe like costumes that. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not going to win any like Oscar acting performances. But I thought it was well written. Well performed by the, by the cast. I thought the cast was really good. The story was interesting. It kind of it obviously. I mean, it may, it could be accused of being kind of cookie cutter from Pirates of the Caribbean slash uh, the Mummy. Uh, in fact, people have already made that claim. But you know what? I mean, those are both great franchises, and it does a very good job. And I I I mean, there's I had a couple issues with it, but you know what? It's a refreshing. A uh, fun movie. It's It feels unique, which is not something we get
1: from Disney very often these days. No. Um, so, yeah. Jungle Cruise. That slaps. My, that slaps, of course, is going to try and stay on theme, of course, with our fantasy drafts being this show. I went to Mariah Carey, and the song is Fantasy. It slaps. That's really all I need to say. Whenever you listen to it, (laughs) I think think of, it's funny how much that song in particular has permeated um, films, because now with Free Guy, I believe is the new Ryan Reynolds film, it's very prominent within that film. But even before that, I always associated it with Rush Hour, the first one, a favorite of ours both of ours and uh, yeah 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 yeah, the little girl sings it right before she gets kidnapped Fantasy uh, Uh, by Mariah Carey that's the that's the song of this week you
0: are you are one of the few people who, who would ever even utter Mariah Carey's name outside
1: of December of course, she is the queen of December. Each and every year, she makes like millions because yeah, of the one but song. But Phil, it's August. Uh, I've I just freaking brought in a Christmas-themed fantasy draft. <laughs> you think I <I'd> give a <laughs> that's, true. About, that's true about about uh, religions of of when to talk about Christmas? I love Christmas all, right, all year round. All right, all right. Mariah all right. Carey fantasy uh, that slaps. All
0: right, from the bottom of our drafty campsite. <laughs> we would like to thank you guys for, for tuning in. And we have a few other thank yous to throw out. I would like to thank Cass and Crossland and Jake Corlang for
1: their wonderful work in the music that you hear every week on this show. Thank you to Tara Amstutz for her wonderful graphical design work uh, for all the artistry that you find on the podcast and anywhere else we can promote it. Thank you, Tara. Of course, we also have to thank Josh Hans for his wonderful musical uh, and instrumental interludes that we find in between them. They are fun, nifty, and crafty. I love them. Thank you so much, Josh.
0: Spread the word. Tell your friends. Share whatever you can. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. But no Pandora, because screw you, Pandora. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram. We're at powwow underscore podcast. And tune in next week.
1: It's just a sweet, sweet little baby bear.